The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is the host, James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. And I say always, co-hosting, glovey, glovey, that glove. I'm here, love. How you doing, man? How's your dad doing? He's doing actually. He's doing. He's doing a lot better. It's funny you asked that. That um, I wasn't gonna do the show today. He's like, no, no, do the show because I'm being here listening. So he sent back in the hospital listening to it. You know, he, they said he had another stroke. So okay. So, but and always hosting with his glove. All of Pete. Peter. He's here. <laughs> what up, Pete? What's up, glove? How you doing? Well, I kind of wasn't ready. You know, I had, uh, we had a Tavia Blue, but I kind of called it off. I think I'll do the show, but she definitely will to be on next weekend. So next week, so we'll have her. But, hey, we always have us three, right, guys? That's right. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, I want to start off one, P, you know, uh, me and Glove was talking. and uh, Actually, I want to get you, – you be on the whole show, right, P? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll we'll do this a second half because we both have a guest. So I want to hear that thing, but um, um, I don't think um, me and Glove see eye to eye, piece. You know, and I kind of like like have you to be the mediator with us because we seem <laughs> to talk. <laughs> we seem to talk about the athletes, and I understand half of what Glove saying. I think me and him understand half, but um, his point is um, well, I let him explain his point, but my point is. I don't think you could use an age for when people mess up or when they do something wrong. Cause I think they know. And I, like you say, when a person gets in the NFL, the NBA, or any kind of sport, anything in the world, you can't use an age because you look at it, that's your job. If you're a public figure, you got to act like that. you agree with that, Pete? Well, no, because I think um, so many of these sports, these guys are coming in. You know, I think sometimes we forget how young some of the athletes are, you know, I remember when, uh, what's his name, first got to LA, the Lakers, I think he was only like 19, you know, and it was like, I, I, I sometimes you used to get how young some of the guys because signing them to big contracts and, you know, playing professional sports, but some of them are still really young. I think sometimes their age can factor in into, into their behavior and what they're doing. Go ahead, Glenn. I was waiting for you. Well, you know what? In, in reference to what James 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 is like that cat that's half full because he don't he don't give you the reason he asked you the question. Okay, so, okay. That's only because Glenn, I want to talk about who we talk about the second half, but 
Go ahead and kind of explain. Okay. Uh, love, though. So what what's going on? What what James is referring to when he talks about age and sports? This Johnny quarterback, whatever they call him from Texas A and M. He was at the, the Manning camp, the Peyton, the, the Manning brothers, Archie Manning, Peyton, and the other little brother. He was at the camp, and I guess he was late for a meeting. Uh, they said he wasn't focused at the camp, and um, they say the reason being he, you know, left early. His dad was saying he was dehydrated. You know, he's saying in the media that he just overslept. Uh-huh. People were saying he was out partying the night before. Uh-huh. And so James refers back to a year or so ago where he was a freshman in college and he was out in front of the bar drunk. <laughs> and so when we're talking age and, you know, activities for the sake of the athlete, I'm saying to James, this is a 18, 19, well, now that he's going to Heisman, he's a 20-year-old young man who just won the Heisman. So he has all types of engagement, but at the end of the day, he's still 20. Now, is is he at the Manning camp, you know, not doing what he's supposed to do? No, he showed up late for a meeting. Who hasn't in their professional career or in their college career showed up late? But that's not my point. My point is this is a 20-year-old man in college. He won the Heisman. He didn't ask to win the Heisman. He just went out and played well, and they gave him the Heisman trophy being the best college athlete at the time, but he's still 20. And so now because he's won the Heisman, he shouldn't be able to go out and enjoy himself as a 20-year-old college man should. You know, everybody wanted him to be this upstanding citizen. He's not Tebow, and, and Tebow can barely take a job in the NFL. He's a different young man who likes to get out and wants to enjoy college, and I don't see a problem with it. Well, Paula, okay, listen to this. You tell Huh? You tell me, if I go out, I'm 19, I'm in college, I win the Heisman, okay, now everybody looking at me in the world. So I can go out and do what I want to do, get in trouble, and you could say, oh, don't worry about Jay, he uh, he only did he don't do that. It, so you said that's, that's acceptable because of your age? Well, yeah, because I think, I mean, like Glove was saying, I mean, I do agree with him on this, because... When those guys are in college, although we expect them to really, you know, take seriously, they're a top athlete, they train, they're supposed to make meetings, but we still have to remember these these guys are 18, 19, and, you know, I mean, just because they're in college and he's a Heisman winner doesn't mean that he's going to lapse in judgment, probably have a few more beers or whatever he was drinking, have a few more than he should have, and the next day, you know, I don't know if you've ever waken up with the hangover, but the next day your head hurts. You, some people, you might have been thrown up, and he couldn't make it to that banning camp. So I think in this situation, and, and I know he's saying he overslept and it wasn't because of the night before, but we, know, we have common sense. We know good and well. If he was seen out in front of a club drunk, that's probably why he didn't wake up. So you and Glove are taking Really, out of his stance, that if I know I got to be at work at two in the morning, I can't come to club till one thirty because I got to be at work at two. But it's okay because I'm nineteen. If I set up to, I got to be an hour sleep, right? That's what you guys think. Because if he know he at this camp, he's got responsibility. No, he got to get up and go. Am I right? Okay, let me let me let me get him real quick. No, you're absolutely right. He should know. 
but we're just saying we're just saying that kids he's a kid you know now adults we take our we may take our jobs a lot seriously we know we have to get paid we know we have to be at work a certain time but for a kid who's 18 or 19 they're they haven't really that's not really important to him so i think you know again i i don't think it excuses it but i think we have to remember when we hear of this type of stuff that it's going to happen because they are just kids Let's back up again. The kid hasn't done anything wrong. He had that one incident when he was 18. Now he's 20 years old. He's at a camp, giving up part of his summer to be at the camp to support the Manning. Look, at, he doesn't need the camp. He's going to be in that one draft pick. Who benefits from him being at the camp, himself or the Manning, by putting on their little the little handouts that they're sending out to people. Hey, Johnny Manziel, Johnny quarterback, the Heisman Trophy winner is going to be at the camp. So don't you think that kind of boosts the Manning's camp up some more? Now, he's a 20-year-old. Again, he's sacrificing his summer to be there. So if he chooses to miss a meeting, I don't see the big deal. It's not mandatory. This is a free camp that he chose to participate in. So whether he chooses to go or not, that's on him. As a 20-year-old, people are blowing it out of proportion. This is a young man. This is his summer. Now, when it was time for him to step on the field and play football, we've heard nothing negative. The man's broke no law. He's done nothing, you know, from a criminal standpoint. All he did was miss a meeting or, excuse me, show up late to a meeting at a voluntary quarterback camp that they wanted him at now. The brother came in the media, Peyton, said, hey, we want him to come back next year. So if he did something that was so negative, would you want him back at your camp? Okay, well, Paul, now listen to this. Isn't what this is what the NFL, and, and we talked about that, you see things happening with a player in college, and you say, hey, you said it, Glove, as long as he played good Saturday and Sunday, we're going to forget this. But then when something happens years later, you know, go back and they bring all this stuff in college. Am I right? Hey, that meat, right, he had a drinking right? Am I right, guys? We're talking criminal behavior, James. The young man hasn't done anything criminal. All he did was miss, or excuse me, show up late for a meeting. He hasn't broken the law. He hasn't gotten a DUI. You know, yeah, he hasn't James, done... I mean, I think, I think it would be different if he's had a history of things popping up. You know, like if his coach, his college coach, you know, when it's time for NFL, the college coach was to say, I've continuously had this problem with him. You know, he doesn't show up for practices. He misses film days, you know. But this is the only thing I think we've heard of with Manziel. Go ahead, love. No, I was saying. But you keep saying nothing criminal, yeah, but it starts with that, you know, drinking out, hanging out, and then they'll go to another thing, um, getting a uh, minor in possession. That's how it starts because if you look at all these players that get in trouble, they go all the way back to their record card. Well, it started off with them, hey, he missed curfew. He was picked up a curfew. But they looked at it and said, okay, just a curfew. We're not giving nothing criminal. And that's how it starts with going back to if you're looking at their college career, and then it stimulates to, Man, he he had a drinking problem when he he overslept that night. Then they're gonna go back to man. Now this drinking problem got worse. Now they didn't look at it there. It wasn't that serious. 
So that's all I'm saying, guys. Love, again, and I hate to cut you off, Steve. Love, again, this young man hasn't done anything to break the law. He was late for a voluntary camp that people invited him to. Now, here's here's what's crazy, and we're talking about this this 20-year-old kid. Two executives, a coach and another executive for the Broncos, got a DUI. We didn't hear we didn't hear too much about that in the media, but yet we're making a big deal of a young man showing up late for a voluntary workout. And I mean, Jason Kidd too just got in trouble for that. He's like, isn't he like temporarily suspended right now from <laughs> from the Nets because of his his DUI he picked up last year? And yeah. here he, you know, he's getting ready. He's retired NBA, you know, big time point point guard. Now he's head coach. And he's now, you know, facing a little bit of suspension from what he did last year. He's an adult. So, you know, I think something like that. I think for Manziel, like I said, his college coach knows more about him probably than we do, his habits and what he does all through the football season. And if he goes through his football year and he's always on time, never misses stuff, I think that speaks louder than this one incident with him not, you know, missing one day of the Mannings camp versus if they know there's a history of this. Now, if there's a history of this type of thing, then when it comes to NFL time, I think teams do need to look at that. You know, is he somebody who doesn't take it seriously? Is he going to, you know. But I think with just as being this one incident, I don't think it should impact his his NFL career down the road, unless, like I said, unless it becomes a habit or there's other things that we don't know about. What we're going to do is take a break. Then we're going to come back because there's another guy that played, a former player played for the Chiefs, and I don't know if you guys heard about that story that he went to the strip club and left his one-year-old son in the car. You guys heard about that? Oh, yeah. no. So we, you heard about that, girl. So we'll talk about that with Kermit because if you look at his history from back in college, hey, he liked the strip club. So, hey, well, this is James Love, and it's Glove, and we got peace, man. We like this nickname now, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football is Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on and 
just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving with Glove and Beat. Back with Loving That Sports Talk. It's kind of funny. Thanks, love. My um, niece texted me, and um, they all in the uh, hospital listen to the show, and they said, oh, Grandma and Granddaddy know you was drinking in college. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I didn't even I didn't even mention uh, the, the services we had across the street from campus. We didn't get into that one yet. But, you know, we were only drinking. We were just drinking lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mike's lemonade. Can I give him the name? Yeah, yeah. Right. We're, we're drinking country time. <laughs> well, they just said, she said in text, and mom said, God, this show keeps going. But but anyway, hey, Glove, follow doing the break. She's like, yeah, let's talk about that. The Kansas City Chiefs, uh, with my T, what's the last name, P? Grow. Crow? On G-R-O-W, Grow. His name is Monty Grow. Monty Grow, that's a three-year-old son, I mean daughter in the, um, Car, why he went into the strip club? What? Well, hey, he's young though. He's a young guy. He can make these mistakes, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Regardless of his age, leaving a three-year-old in a car—it's nine or ten o'clock at night. First of all, like you need to get arrested for that. Like who? With, oh my! I mean, that's just ridiculous. There would be no excuse for that. You were 20 or 42, like, you should never leave a three-year-old child alone in the car. And especially to go into a strip club, are you kidding me? So, no, his age, he's not getting a pass on this one. I don't care if he's 60. <laughs> There's well, just no excuse for that. Okay. Let me, let me, let me go back before I, before I go in on this one. We're talking 20 years old. We're talking college. Remember what we did when we were 20 in college? James and I'm not gonna get you in no no trouble because I know the the good old Reverend uh, Lovin's listening, so <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at that. Now we're talking about a 40 41 year old man who's played in the NFL who went to college who I'm sure he liked going to strip clubs when he was in college. So guess what? Now that he's an older guy, he hasn't changed. His last name is Bro, but guess what? He hasn't grew any because he's still showing those negative and bad behaviors that he showed back in college by going to the places, you know, where those young ladies are. Now, he takes your daughter to what? Was he trying to what? Was he getting his daughter ready for a job future down the road? What? I mean, sad to say, this young man has a kid, and somebody somebody allowed him to impregnate them and, and call himself a father. You know, what they need to do is they need to take that kid from him and – put his butt in jail or something. I wanted to say more, but I'm going to be nice today. <laughs> well, yeah, guys, we got a guest on. We'll see what he thinks about it. Fonzo, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing? Have you heard what we've been talking about today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard you guys. What's your take on that? 
Well, I think you're talking about, you know, again, like she, she was just saying, two different situations. One, situation with Johnny, man, I think, you know, when you uh, uh, you just came for off and winning the Heisman Trophy, you know, you you automatically thrown in the center of the spotlight. And so now every every step you take, every move you make, someone's going to have something to say about something. So, you know, we have all we've all been late to meetings, overslept, ran in, hope coach didn't see you, and the whole nine. Um, this was not, like you guys said, he didn't commit a crime, nor was it anything of severity. You know, like it wasn't like he was late to a meeting at, at camp, uh, uh, training camp in college, or, you know, like he doesn't show up to his meetings on time or go, doesn't go to practice or nothing like that. So I think, you know, people – People want to make a big deal out of nothing, and because he is the Heisman Trophy winner, they're gonna, you know, make an even bigger deal out of it. And because right now he is, you know, probably the biggest name in college football as of right now, so you know they're just gonna make a big deal out of it for no reason. It's, it's not a big deal at all. Uh, and then the situation regarding uh, Monty Grow, you know, yeah, he, you know, this is a grown man. Uh, you know, this guy definitely should know better. I don't know what he was on, you know, doing something like that. I don't know if he was mad at somebody and just doing out of frustration or whatever, but that kind of stuff is just, that's uncalled for and can't be allowed. So, um, you know, I think it's two totally different uh, situations. I think you comparing apples and oranges, you know, to even, you know, they shouldn't even be held in the same conversation, really. Um, you know, because it, it was just dumb what he did. And you know, really a call for. Love, you on comment? No, I agree. I, I totally agree with you there, Alfonso. Here's 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 my point with and add on what you're saying. If the man, if he was mad at someone, it wasn't the child. Why punish the child because you being mad at the child's mother? And and here's the other side. If you got enough money to go to the strip club, you should have enough money for a babysitter. Send the kid to a babysitter. Go handle your business. Do what you got to do. Come back and get the child. Don't put the child's life in danger, you know, because of whatever you're going through. So, you know, that's, for me, that's why you don't compare the two, and that's the age difference where Johnny Manziel shouldn't be in the conversation. We're talking about a grown man with a kid as opposed to a young, a young, immature, to say, kid that was thrown in the spotlight because he had a good year in college football. So there's no comparison nor should we be even be communicating about the two topics together. You know, I got a question, Glove. I want I want to ask this to Alfonso and Paula. Yeah, I know you'll tip it off, Glove, at the end, but I want you to start, Paula. Alfonso, I know what you're saying, and P, what you're saying, and Glove, but isn't this what we look at our kids nowadays, you know? We got fine programs, you know, like we'll talk about later what you're doing, Alfonso, to get them because if it starts from when they're young doing this, and keep tricking over to high school, JUCO, college, then it's going to go to the pros. If you, it's going to somehow be a pattern to when these kids get in trouble. You look at it until, like you said, that when uh, Grow was 41, you look back, this had to be a pattern because that just didn't kick off one night. Am I right, guys? So you want to start, Paula, and then you go, Alfonso. Well, I mean, it's just like um... – I mean, it's almost like, you know, sometimes, like, legally, when you're putting cases on and stuff, one thing, like, as the attorney, you try to look for, it's something that we call habit. 
And the habit is if someone regularly does a certain thing. Okay, so that's a way you can try and prove that they're going to do it again down the, down the road. And so, again, with even looking at age or whatever, if you're in college, you know, if it's a habit, and like I said, his coach, prob- Manzano's coach probably knows more about how he is during the season. You know, like Alfonso was saying, does he miss meetings? You know, does he show up on time for practices? And I think if, if the coach and the, those at the school he goes to, if they can see, okay, he is having drinking issues, okay, there's a habit of him going out maybe to frat parties or whatever, drinking too much, and, you know, it's affecting his football, then James, you're right. They're able to see at 18 there's something going on with him, which is probably going to also continue down the road unless they get him some help. But if there isn't a habit of that, then I don't think we can just assume just because once or twice he gets drunk that five years from now in the NFL he's going to also have a drinking problem. So I think, like I said, you have to really, those who know him will be able to tell if Manziel has a habit of doing this type of thing. Then it probably is going to tell us more or less what he's going to be doing down the road. Franzo? Well, I mean, I um, I I definitely agree with what she was saying. In terms of having programs and stuff like that for the kids, you know, early on, I think that's kind of I think that's a tough call. I think definitely kids need the the influence and a positive influence and encouragement and motivation to do the right things and make the right choices. But I also think that you know it's up to you know the kids having guidance along the way as opposed to a program or stuff early on, you know, that guidance along the way will help you, you know, direct you, I think, a lot better. You know what I mean? Um, because, you know, they can have programs early on, but do do they carry that on throughout their life? So, you know, Johnny, for say, let's say he might have been in the Boy Scouts, but when he got out of Boy Scouts, it, you know, after high school or in high school, you know, he could have sought the time to, you know, cut up and, and, you know, do whatever he wanted to do. But if he wasn't around somebody or him, ha- him, him have himself, you know, the stuff that they try to teach him in Boy Scouts or whatever, you know, the, the positive direction and motivation that they try to provide, if he kind of just lost sight of all of that and just kind of went and did his own thing, then that's a whole different thing. But I think if he had somebody along the way that would help guide him and, and talk to him along the way and say, hey, Man, don't be out here doing this. You just won the Heisman now. You know, everything is highlighted. Be careful about this, that, and the other. Somebody like that in his ear. Um, I think then you run the risk of, uh, you know, them making those kind of mistakes that's going to jeopardize their futures. You know, that they those become minimized, you know, um, when you talk about some of the other implications that the choices that they make and how they can impact their lives both on and off the field can make. So um, I think yes, they yes they need early on, but they also need that guidance and direction. Because a lot of times, as you know, when you make it to the league or when you hit that level, you typically you're the only person in your family that ever did something like that. You know, you're the only one that ever reached that level, had that level of success, notoriety, what have you, and nobody else can really kind of tell you how to go about doing it. And then you're not even in a position to really even listen to somebody else. Because you're young, you're out there doing your thing, hanging out, whatever, whatever. You're not really listening to some of the other guys, or uh, even if if it is your parents, because you're like, man, they don't, they ain't ever been here, they ain't ever did what I'm doing. I got this, this is who I am, you know. 
Um, so, but I think if, if the guys had that and they paid attention to it, then I think that would minimize a lot of the stuff that we kind of see that's happening in the league, uh, happening with college kids that's playing football and the whole nine, man. Because so I think there's a lot of uh, these kids making poor choices and impacting their futures and don't even realize it. Well, I totally agree with you, Father. Well, um, Governor um, Peter, we got to take a break, but we want to take a final for calling in. Father, tell us what's going on this weekend before we get up. Oh, man, well, we are in Chicago. I'm in Chicago right now. We are doing an event called the Gridiron Classic. The Gridiron Classic is basically a one of those programs that you just talked about to try to help kids and motivate them and talk to them about doing the right things in life. Um, we're using the vehicle of football, you know, as a former NFL player, um, try to use that vehicle to, uh, one, get some other guys to work hands-on with the kids. So it's a free, the Gridiron Classic is a free football camp cheerleading camp and health fair that we put on for the kids and for the community. And so we're asking, you know, as many kids, uh, was the first 500 kids, 600 kids, um, you know, will be able to participate for free. Um, They get to learn from other former players and uh, current players and also some cheerleaders as well. And so it's a unique opportunity that most kids wouldn't get, um, you know, every day. Um, And so just trying to give back in a unique way and, and touch the kids and motivate them to do the right things and take the right steps in life. So is this Saturday happening at uh, Allgale Park, uh, home of uh, the Hope Academy High School here in the city. Um, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing a lot of folks out there. And they can go to thegridironclassic.com. It's T-H-E, Gridiron Classic. And they got to put in the T-H-E. It's thegridironclassic.com to register. Or they can register uh, at Hope Academy. It's on the corner of Washington on Harrison on site that morning at 7 a.m. So we're looking forward to it. And uh, like I say, I uh, could go on to my website and look, and I have them on there too. So uh, thanks Great. again, Fonzo, Scott. Uh, well, thank you guys so much, man. I definitely enjoyed it. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll come back from the break. Uh, we got other callers that's going to chime in with us about all this. What's going on? So this is James Lovett. Eric Glove and Paula P. Paula Moore. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No 
holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back with um, getting back in the league, guys. Get back in the league. With Glove and P, you guys there? Yeah, we're here, still laughing. <laughs> well, guys, we got a uh, good uh, half hour in the show. We got uh, two more guests are going to chime in with us. I, I think they're going to be kind of uh, decided I'm right about all this, you know. Uh, but we got Daryl. You there, Daryl? Oh, yeah, I'm here, James. How you doing? Is he here what we're talking about, Daryl? Uh, you know, I... I... Came in on the on the back end of it, but I did hear something about the the NFL uh, and, and uh, these these sports athletes and how they they do need direction. I, Hold I on, before you before you get started, let's get another guest there too. We got Sean Wiggins. You there, Sean? I'm here, Mr. Lovin. How you doing, sir? <laughs> doing good. I like this panel here right now. This is good. Okay, <laughs> we gotta let Daryl start because Daryl, what what we did with we was talking about. Like Johnny Mantell, my son, right name, Glove? Mantell, the player. Johnny quarterback. Went out. Um, they say he didn't get drunk. But um, I was telling them, and Glove and Paula was saying, because of his age, um, Daryl and Sean, we got to accept that. You know, he's a cousin, you know, this one. You don't use age. Um, you want to start, Daryl, and then you go, Wick. Yeah, I'm sorry. James, I had real loud background noise. But, uh, uh, yeah. What, so, so what topic are you uh, are you leaning towards NBA um, or NFL? Yeah. Well, we were saying they were saying that in college, and I was saying that in college it trickled down to the NFL. These players get in trouble. It's a pattern. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely do. I definitely do. And you know, like 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 the caller before you said, the earlier the better. I mean, you know, because the, the values that these kids learn. They're going to take them through life, whether they make it into sports or not, you know. And and it's all about creating good uh, citizens, you know. If if you if you raise them if you raise them right and you give them those values and those morals, you know they're going to take that wherever they go. And after after sports too, you know. And and that's what we need more of. And I I, I truly believe that, James. Right. And Sean, you're a teacher, so you see it more with the kids coming up from the school aspect of the education to the um, satellite. Uh, absolutely, James. I mean, I I can't agree more with um, Daryl. I mean, he just he just hit the um, the nail right on the head with that. Um, it needs to start earlier in life. You know, uh, social skills is the big piece. Uh, the guy who just yeah. got off the phone, Alfonso. I think what he's doing is right. great. Uh, is is a, a great thing for kids, especially in the Chicago area, uh, getting youth involved and um, getting them educated, not just on how to catch a football, how to throw a football, you know, but on just basic 
your life skills. That's very, very important. I mean, now we live in a world with so much media. You know, things are going on now. It's been going on forever. It's just more um, publicized now because all of the Twitter and all of the Facebook and everything else is out there, you know? This is nothing new to our country or to our world, I should say. This has been going on forever. I mean, guys being late for meetings, of course, you was never late for a meeting, right, James? Right. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, what's, what's most important is getting these kids on the right track at an early age. You know, I cannot stress yeah. that enough. And whether yeah. it's in the school systems, whether it's in your local churches, communities, or whatever, we just need to um, get kids in positive environments and then keep them around positive people. You need to get them in an early yeah. age. By the time they hit junior high, a lot of times it's too late, you know? It's too late. Uh, as Paul would say, the, the uh, habit is always is, is already ingrained into them, and now it's it's hard to change it. So we got to start somewhere. Paula Glove, I want you guys to comment off um, Daryl and um, Sean's comments. Go ahead. You first, Pete. What's up, Sean? Hey, how you doing, young lady? Good, how are you? Good, good. Been a long time, huh? I know. Well, no, I mean, what Sean, what Sean and Daryl were saying, I mean, it's true. If we can get them from an early, you know, the earlier the better, get them in programs and get them on the right track, not just with football, with everything else that they're going to need in life to succeed on. Like, the earlier you start, the better. But, again, when we're looking, what we started, the, the whole show off was just with <laughs> – Manzel, and as James said, it should his age be looked at as an excuse or to justify what he did. Now, again, if Manzel, through the rest of the year, there's no problems with him. You know, he is involved in community stuff. He is out mentoring. And we just have this one incident where it's his summer break. He went out last night. He had too many beers or whatever it was he was drinking. To me, oh, I mean, I'm still saying that's different than someone who – We've seen a pattern of this. We don't, I mean, I don't really know much about Manziel and what he's been doing all the rest of the time except for winning the Heisman. But I understand right. what you guys are saying, like get them in programs and all, but I'm still saying even if you do that, if it was just a one incident, what's the big deal? You know, if this is the only time he's actually slipped and obviously now the media is making a big deal because he's a Heisman, but if this is only the one thing that he's done, then my thing is leave him alone. Like, is that the worst that you're going to get on him for? Well, you, you know, you know, you know how I feel about that. I, I believe because, I mean, yeah, he he's they're 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 blowing up this uh, this negative thing that he did. But you know, when he when he won the Heisman and and all of that, he received all of that that those accolades too. So I mean, with the with the good comes the bad too. I mean, if if you're gonna you know if you're gonna be able to carry that torch and get all of those accolades in it and and all of that that comes with it and that, that stardom and all that, you got a certain responsibility. You know, and you got you gotta understand that you better be under the microscope more than me or James or someone. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. that, I was gonna mean that, that with, with that comes a lot of responsibility and you, you, you gotta right. carry it. And I, I think that they are they're doing the right thing by by making making a big deal out of this because hopefully he'll learn from this and this won't happen again because there's a ton of little kids looking up to that guy and and that's not what he wants to show them. That, that's my my opinion of it. Glove. Okay, Paula. 
you notice what was done. James had two of his cohorts call in so he could make it a three to two. Make yeah, it a three I know. To two discussion. Hey, so he could make it a three to two discussion. But, but let, me, let me clarify one thing for for James and his two deacons, Sean and Donald, everything. Let me clarify something real quick. It was a voluntary. You guys do know what voluntary means, right? It was a voluntary camp. Yes, sir. Something he didn't have to show up to. He didn't have to show up there. He showed up because the Mannings wanted him to come. Why are we making such a big deal of this kid being late? He was only late. Being late to a voluntary camp in the summer where he could have been enjoying himself at home. He comes from a good family. He could be vacationing somewhere, but because of winning the Heisman, he's had all these obligations he's been fulfilling. So, at at the little party they had last night after the camp, why would you have alcohol? If quote unquote, these are these are college athletes. Why would you serve alcohol? And you know this guy's underage. So at some point, shouldn't the people who threw the function, who did it, shouldn't they be held responsible as well? But here it is, we're we're focusing on a 20-year-old man who's given up part of his summer to help out younger guys coming through. We're making too big of a deal over it. It, should, it shouldn't even be news. Again, two, two people from Denver, a coach, and one of the front office people got a DUI yesterday. The same day with what we're talking about right now, and we're chastising a 20-year-old, and we're letting these other two kids, these other two grown men, whom have families, who who coach, we're letting them off the hook, and we're talking about a 20-year-old being late to a voluntary camp. Wick, John? You know, I have to agree with, with Mr. Glover to a point there. Uh, once again, uh, he is a Heisman Trophy winner. And uh, media, once again, media. And when I hear the word yeah. media, the first thing that comes to my mind is money. You know, conversation creates dollars, creates money rolling throughout our world. So um, when uh, you're in that spotlight, you know, you are uh, uh, held up to a certain kind of accountability because people make money off you, off your actions, whether it's good or whether it's bad. You know, let me break, and, uh, let me break you real quick, Mr. Glover. I think you're totally right as far as, I mean, uh, there's, there's bigger fish to fry than worry about a 20-year-old getting drunk at a party because I'm sure there's a lot of other 20-year-olds that was drunk and probably did um, things that was worse off than what he did. Let me, let me, let me break real quick. He's what if man. he doesn't show up? What if he's so a name? He conversation. He, you know, he keeps that money circulating throughout our economy just by us talking about him. So I think that's, you know, a part of it too. But the media, man, is something else. I mean, when I was in college playing football, we didn't have all that stuff. And I know a lot of things went on, but it was never talked about because – the accessibility of information to be out there now is just huge compared to yeah. the way it um, used to be. So that, that's the thing. I mean, I think, uh, you know, as an educator, we need to start educating kids um, earlier in life about do's and don'ts and what to say and what to do at certain times the way they are looked at now. We got, we got cell phones now. We got cameras everywhere you go. You know, somebody's got some kind of tape recorder, you know. So everything that you do, yeah. I mean, we have satellites going on. So we need to start educating our youth on these kind of things is what I think personally, so they don't get caught up in these situations. Exactly. Oh, no. Yeah, they got to know how to handle them. They, they, they do have to know how to handle themselves out here because everybody's watching. 
and it, like like you said, that with the, the the creation of the cell phone and all of this Twitter and all of that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it's getting it's getting there quicker than the media's getting it. You know, the exactly. public's getting it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a dangerous line, and you just you just got to be careful. I mean, because they they build you up, it it seems to tear you down. So they, exactly. you're gonna you're gonna it's that it's that time wave. You're you're on the top for a while. And you can stay there a long time if you don't screw up. But if you screw up as quick as you got up there, you'll be back down. Exactly. And, that, and 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 they got to live with that. See, that's that's the thing because the media they hey they once they're done with you, they're done with you. Right. But they, they this can, guy they can still make got a life to live. <laughs> make you break it. And right now, I'm yeah. not to anybody else. I think the only person right now, the semi celebrity that has uh, handled this so well, and this is James is. Uh, a uh, uh, very, very uh, important player that he really likes is Tim Tebow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. Tebow is so far, I think he's pretty clean cut, isn't he? Yeah, I don't know. Is he clean? Before it's been, been, been a role model and handling um, the uh, media pressure and things of that nature. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And, and you know, they, they the poor guy, I mean, in his defense, They've they've destroyed him as far as his craft. I mean, yeah. But he still, because of the way he handled the whole situation. That's what I mean. That's the key word: handled it. The way he handled it. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because of the way he handled it, with all that class and and not you know trying to defend himself because he still believes in himself. Oh sure. Because of because of the way he he handled this whole situation, he's still got a a, a career. He's gonna oh, have a career. Oh oh yeah. I oh, you agree with that. People still want him. I mean, and and even if it's a short playing career, people still want him to be around football because he's good image for football. Good you image and, and clean that's cut. The whole thing. Yeah, clean cut. So, yeah. There you go, James. That's your, that's your guy. Follow <laughs> 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 You know what I Hey, with James, I, I appreciate yeah. you giving me a call. I'm I'm uh. I got to get back to uh, right. Ann over here, but I really well, appreciate you. talking with you guys, and you keep okay, up the good work. I love this show. You're a pleasure, man. Thanks, Joe, right, for you, calling you in. Bye bye. Well, P. Glove, I guess y'all got it. I was right, right? <laughs> no, you're not right. <laughs> Sean, okay, Sean. Answer, okay, look. Very, very, very beginning of the show. Answer this question, okay? Okay. Does their age sometimes excuse their behavior? Age excuse your behavior? Well, yeah, that's, that, that, that was Jane's original question. Uh, let's get back to his original question, okay? The original question. So, like, we're saying a, a college player, you're 18 or 19, you know, should, some, should we be able to say, blame it on his age for sometimes how they act? That's um, what we first started talking about. Okay. That, that's it. Okay. I think uh, it depends on the situation. It depends okay. on the topic. It, it depends on the crime, I guess you can call it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, so, and that's I, I mean, I, I didn't hear the very, very first part of the show, but um, I don't know. I mean, when you start talking about age, not to change the subject or anything, but Trayvon Martin, 17 years old, didn't change yeah. anything. Yeah, but he, what the fan wig was, Glove was saying that, the kid is 20 years old. You should expect them going out, getting drunk, uh, 
uh, Mr. Meads and all like that. And I'm saying you can't say that because he's 1920 that that's susceptible. I mean, because he still has responsibility. If you're the Heisman, you know they're looking at you. You can't say, hey, y'all should okay, think I, this because I, I'm 20 I years see old. What you're well, the well, thing is, it goes back to the basics, I think. You know what I mean? Rules are rules. And if the team rule, not to be late for the meeting, I mean, you get treated like everybody else, right? If there's a fine involved, and there's an extra practice involved, you do it, and you move on. You know? And uh, we say, you know, you think you're talking about just being late for a meeting? Whatever, uh, whatever's in the, the coach's game plan or the program's game plan, as far as discipline, I mean, you you serve the punishment, and then you move on. That's how I would see it, based on what, what information you guys are um, telling me. Did you hear that, Glove, P? Okay, okay. Let me let me, me, let, me, let, me, let, me let me go back. Let me go back real quick. Him. When I was a freshman, I was seventeen. We had our initial meetings when all the freshmen come in the camp for football. I okay. was late the first meeting as a freshman at seventeen. Guess what? I wasn't late to any more meetings for the next four years. So okay. that was my one, was that? that was my one time being late, seventeen, because I didn't know. Right now, okay. We're talking. We're talking about. A, this was this was camp for football. We're talking about a voluntary camp. Now, if you talk to oh, the coaches, and okay. his coaches have said he hasn't been late. He showed no negative behavior outside the one incident he had when he was a freshman. This is a voluntary camp in his summer, not fall camp, not spring camp. A voluntary meeting that he chose to participate in. It has nothing to do with his character, nor does it have anything to do with his playing. Yes, he did win the Heisman, but this is voluntary. This isn't mandatory. This is, I was, okay. I was okay. late to a mandatory meeting. So they're making a big deal out of this, Mr. Glover, of uh, a voluntary um, camp that he wasn't there on time for. Is that what you're saying? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, um, I kind of agree with you on that one, Glove. Um, now, if the coach made proper um, previous communication saying, hey, we need you here, even though it's voluntary, but we need you here to be um, a leader for the rest of the players, being in your situation, that's a different story. But if he just, you know, came late to voluntary camp, hey, I don't see no big deal. Oh. Uh, see, well, see, yeah, because, thank you, Sean. See, James wasn't giving you all of the facts of what he presented to us in the beginning. Okay, okay. Well, well, he, you know, he just called, brought them in on the tail end and then tried to. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, and well, we weren't saying that. Okay, me and Grove weren't saying because he's 20, you should expect him to do these things. What I was saying was because that one incident happened, sometimes we have to remember how young they are. So I'm not sure. saying that we have to give a free pass to all 20-year-olds and say, okay, go out and drink. So I'm not saying their age we should expect them to do. I'm just saying that in that instance, his age could explain part of it. He's only 20. Sure, sure. You know, I, I agree. And, you know, to, to uh, piggyback off this whole situation that you guys are um, talking about right now, me personally, I think, especially in these um, college sports, I think position coaches, to be to have to play a bigger role in just coaching X and O's nowadays. Nowadays, I think they have to be uh, more leaders as far as what these kids do off the field, off the court, off the track. You know what I mean? So we, when um, there's no team meetings, give the last ten minutes to talk about what we're gonna do when we go back to our dormitory. 
what are we going to do when we're out in public? Let's remind these kids of that. Because nowadays, you know, like 25, 26 is the new 18. Kids aren't growing up responsibly the way they used to when we were coming up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, James, um, yeah. um, Glover, when we came out of um, high school or whatever, you 18, you were considered a man. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you were responsible and you knew to do. If you messed up, hey, you uh, paid the consequences. So now well, I think you need to implement more of those kind of conversations. And, uh, well, and you, um, you hear the key thing, Wade. And I got Glove ask Glove questions because him and Paul uh-huh. on you know the same side. You know, you said you missed that meeting, Glove. I just think if you was the number one pick coming into a big name school like that, you you think if you missing that meet would have been news and been important and been and been out. They were the main news of it. Am I right, Glove? Okay. Again, I didn't miss it. I was five minutes late. There's a difference okay. between not showing up and be five minutes late. But everything, let me let me go back a little further. Everything Deacon Wiggins over there just stated is 100% accurate. It's a million ways. These coaches need to be more than just an X and O guy. They need to be a mentor. They need to have that fathership role because these are the guys that for the next four to five years, while these young men are in the prime of their life, these are the young, these are the men that are shaping our young men. So, exactly. When we see them not go forward, we should look not only to the the environment they came from being home, we should also look to the college and the men that were there teaching them. That's right. That's right. I agree. I agree. Both. Oh, no, yeah, no, I totally agree. Like they're saying, I mean, your coaches or whoever's, you know, involved with them, they should be focusing on also teaching these, these young boys, young men, things that are going to, you know, help them even when they're not playing football, like after mm-hmm. college. Mm-hmm. And when you have That's a right. job and you have to get to a meeting on time, you know, that type of stuff. So, yeah, definitely the coaches should also be involved. We ain't got that much time. But, Glove, didn't you say as long as they playing on Saturday and Sunday good, the coaches look over things? Did that not come out of your mouth? <laughs> well, no, it's, it's evident that in some of these programs, coaches are looking the, the other way. And, and see, we're, 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 we're saying a late comparing it to what Hernandez did in the NFL in New England. Two totally different subjects. We can't compare 20 to 23 with $40 million. You follow me? Because there's no behavior pattern where this young man has done anything negative to the sense like Hernandez has. So, yes and no. Well, guys, we got to end the show, but we want to thank all our guests that call in, and definitely thank you, Wig, for you know coming together. Oh yeah, it's been my pleasure. It was, it was, it was good hearing everyone's voice. You guys did a great job. Uh, I guess to thank P again, P. Next week, y'all, we'll be back on schedule. I'll be back right front. And we always okay. thank Glovey Glove. Always, you know, hey, That's we don't right. always agree, but at the end, we're still gonna have that that um, lemonade. Okay, and I'm <laughs> out. The Deacon's out. The Deacon's out, Mr. Glover. Hey, 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 Deacon, Deacon Wiggins, thank you, Deacon Wiggins. Let's all uh, let's all say a prayer to uh, the, the real Wig, <laughs> killing you, Wig. <laughs> all right, guys. So, next week. So we need to pray that James is back next week after playing flag football. <laughs> well, 
Hey, I'm going to see y'all video. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 